Hello and welcome to Cocoa Pods, a podcast of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation. I'm your host, Dr. Bola Sagadi, and we're fortunate to have with us today, Cora Rivera. Cora is a doula, she's a chiropractor, she's a mom and a wife, and she'll be talking to us today. Welcome, Cora. Thank you, Dr. Sogari, for having me here today. And Cora, can you tell us what is a doula? A doula is another woman that is there during your whole pregnancy. You know, since today you decide you decide to have a doula, I'm here 24 hours. The doula helps you, you know, with knowledge on different techniques during the pregnancy. And most importantly, during delivery, you know, changing positions and managing pain in a natural way. Cora, so I want to ask you about who is a doula and what does a doula do? From my research and understanding, a doula's responsibility includes providing emotional and physical support to the mother, educating her on techniques that increase comfort and patiently answering questions and addressing concerns. You know, they provide a nurturing environment during labor and delivery. Can you speak to what a doula does actually and how it relates to the clinical aspect of having a baby? A doula for me is like having a best friend holding your hand during the whole process. But that best friend is not emotionally involved on the birthing process. The birthing process takes some mental preparation and physical preparation. So your doula is gonna is trained to be able to give you all the comfort, all the support, and nurture you. You know, give you all, all the love and all the support you need. A doula knows when the stages of labor are changing, we know there are four stages. We train to know based on the mom's physical presentation and even emotionally presentation on which stage they are. Also, we know, you know, if the doctor says the patient is in four centimeters, minus one, zero, plus one, we already know those terms. So we know how to help mom. Me as a doula, I like my clients to be educated by themselves. So I usually give them, you know, some material and books to read so we can work together as a team and we're speaking the same language. But also I have been on birth that I have never met the mom before and I bring all the things that I need and I help them, you know, tolerate pain. We laugh. I like to make it, you know, a funny moment whether it's making fun of that (laughs) or it's even making fun of ourselves. You know, I think that when we laugh, we relax a lot and we we turn off the brain because the brain usually is the one that is on telling you, this is painful, this is painful, this is painful. The more you distract and laugh and dance and exercise and move, and talk about anything, the less you're worried about how painful the process is being. That's why here in the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries, we have had so fast 
deliveries, you know, mothers that have delivered here from in an hour, two hours, four hours, which is not common and it should be common. A doula, there's a misconception that doulas are medical doctors or that doulas can check baby's heartbeat or that doulas can catch babies or that you can deliver a baby just with a doula. And that's just a misconception. We are not medical doctors. We don't know how to do a C-section. We don't know how to catch a baby. We don't know how to take the baby's heartbeat. That's the doctor's job. That's why we work hand-in-hand with a doctor or a midwife. Even me, that I'm a chiropractor, you know, chiropractic school is like medical school. I don't know how to take a baby's heartbeat. You know, I don't know if the baby gets stuck on the delivery process. I don't know the maneuvers an OBGYN knows to make that delivery successful. Yep. Thank you for saying the things you know and the things you do not know, because that's very clear. And that will educate or address some of the misconceptions out there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you do have two babies and you had them naturally. Could you speak to that experience for us, please? Yes. So I have both of my babies naturally at a hospital guided by an OBGYN. And there were no pain medications. So does that mean you handle pain very well? I do not. I I don't handle pain very well. You know, I'm weak. And if I get a little boo-boo, like my kids call it, I'm screaming in pain. But I had a mission within myself. I had a goal. I wanted to deliver my babies naturally. And, you know, all the time I told myself, you know, the pain is going to go away as soon as I have my baby. So I choose not to have any pain medications just because I wanted to have the liberty of standing up as soon as I deliver, you know, being, being the woman I am. I didn't want to be in a bed for a couple of hours. I didn't want to end up on an unnecessary C-section because my, my pregnancy was pretty healthy and I was pretty healthy. So, so what did you do? What, what were the, some of the things that you did once you fell into labor to help you handle the pain of labor? I labor for a long period of time at home where, you know, I will get on the shower and have that, you know, the water hit my back. I will squat a lot during contractions. As soon as I get to the hospital, I will walk around, you know, every time I experience like the big waves of pain, I will try to laugh. So was somebody guiding you through this process? Yes. During my first pregnancy, I had my mother-in-law. She's a chiropractor as well. And she experienced two 10-pound babies deliver at home 30 years ago. So I told her, since I got pregnant, you're going to be on my delivery. And she guided me, you know, between her and my husband. They team up. And I felt I had around me the best team I could have. You know, it's like, if you're going to run a marathon, you want the best next to you. That's when I got inspired. I was like, she did this for me. Every woman should have 
another woman in there. So what exactly did she do for you in labor that helped your pain? So we changed positions, you know, we changed if I was, you know, laying a lot. I will notice that if I laid for a long period of time in bed, the the constructions will get harder. The pain will be least total, tolerable. So we, I will stand up, you know, squat, walk around, sit on the on the rocking chair and just rock. I use the birthing ball, the peanut ball. Like we will be all the time changing positions as the baby was descending the canal. Did she use acupressure? What other techniques did she, she use? She also used acupressure. And can you tell us in layman's terms what that means? Yeah, so acupressure is that you put some pressure on the muscles of your low back and even on your ankles that release, you know, that pressure while the baby's coming down and releasing those muscles help the baby descend smoothly. And it helps your pain. And it helps your pain. Because, you know, based on what I have studied, the pain comes from all these muscles getting tight while the baby's coming down. So if you have someone in there that while those muscles are, are tightened up, you have someone there that is just releasing them, you will not feel as much pain. Wow. So you were able to have two babies naturally and vaginally. That's correct. Wow. Now, what made you choose this field of uh, career, this career, and you're so passionate about it? Can you tell us about your story to becoming both a doula and a chiropractor? So when, uh, you know, when my mother-in-law helped me so much, I told her, like, there has to be some, some kind of career to do this because I think every woman deserves this. I think every woman needs someone else that is not emotionally connected to the birthing process to help her. And that's when I started researching and I found doula. So while in school, I went ahead, did my doula certification and started serving. And all that I have attracted is Hispanic community, African-American community. And, you know, you attract what you are. And we're on the state of Georgia, right? Which maternal mortality is really, really high. And I'm grateful to be part of the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation, where we are a team fighting this maternal mortality. And our mission is to have all the deliveries, you know, with no necessary interventions, pain-free, and natural. Like, who doesn't want that? Wow. And yeah, that reminds me of a story that you talked about before. You know, you, you were in school, you went into labor with your first child, and you were able to use techniques to manage your pain and even submit a paper that was due. Can you tell us about that experience? Yes. So, you know, as a first-time mom, my contraction started Friday morning. And I had 48 hours to submit a paper for a class. And I told in that time to my boyfriend, I have to go to school and submit this paper because if I go into labor, I'm not going to be able to get credit. And, you know, he just told me, okay, go. So I drove to school while contracting, show up to the class with my paper. And the professor told me, like, if you're in labor, go home. Like, you don't have to be here. 
And I'm like, no, no, I need to submit this paper. I need to get this done because I need to pass this class. I can't, and I don't know what's going to happen with the labor because we don't know. You know, we all plan on having natural deliveries, but emergencies do come up. And I presented my paper, drive back home, and my daughter was born on Sunday. Wow. So you were in the early stages of labor. Yes. And you were able to use some of your techniques to manage the pain and the pressure. That's correct. Wow. So have you had any challenges as a mom, you know, with pelvic floor dysfunction? And can you tell us what that is? Yes. So pelvic floor dysfunction, really simple. You know, your bones on your pelvic area, there's some muscles that connect hip to hip and your pubic bone to your tailbone. When those muscles are too tight or too weak, you start experiencing some signs and symptoms. Like, for example, leaking urine. That's the one I experience. After, during pregnancy, right? During pregnancy, I will have this urgency to pee, and I thought it was normal because we all, you know, we all experience it. Then after I deliver my first baby... I'm waiting on class because after I delivered her, six days later, I was back on school with her taking a test, a final test. Wow. Because my goal was to graduate, right? There's not, a baby will not stop me <laughs> from graduating school. And I was waiting in the car with her and I needed to pee. I texted my husband who was with a patient. I'm like, please come to a car, stay with the baby because she's asleep, that I need to pee. It took him probably five minutes to come out, and I already pee myself in the car. And that's when I said, this is not normal. Like, I should be able to hold my pee, you know, and to walk to the restroom. And that was one of my first. That's when I started researching, you know, because education is the key, and we can't expect to get everything you know, there for you, it's really important to educate ourselves. And that's when I find out about pelvic floor dysfunction. So what are the, some of the, so you did speak to one of the symptoms of uh, pelvic floor dysfunction. Can you talk to some of the other symptoms? And once you make the diagnosis, what do we do? Yes. So some of the other common symptoms are related to pain, pain in your low back, hip pain, pelvic bone pain, all of those, you know, common pains are usually associated to pelvic floor dysfunction during pregnancy, after pregnancy, or just on a regular, you know, even on males. In males and females, sexual dysfunction is also one of the pelvic floor dysfunction symptoms. For example, you know, we're here treating women, but also men that experience Erectile dysfunction, studies have shown that it's due to pelvic floor dysfunction. And there are studies that have been done, and when they treat the muscles, it has the significant same effect as taking the Viagra. Wow. But without all the chemicals, right? So in a natural way, without having to take a prescription, you can fix that common issue. So as soon as you get some of the signs and symptoms, I think it's important to get an evaluation 
to see if it's a pelvic floor, which is really common. You know, 80% of the population today will experience pelvic floor dysfunction because we sit too long. We're all day long sitting down, right? And now with the COVID pandemic, everybody's studying from home, virtual learning, working from home, and we're sitting all day long. When was the last time you squatted? Squatting is one of the best exercises to avoid pelvic floor dysfunction. You're supposed to squat to pick up stuff from the floor. You're supposed to squat to tie your shoes. But most of us lift the leg up or put it on, you know, on the desk and tie my shoes. If you're squatting every hour, your pelvic floor is going to be working properly. All our exercises that are very common are the Kegel exercises, which is just, you know, continuous, um, repetitive contraction and relaxation of your pelvic floor with an instrument called the Kegel. What has been shown is that when women look for this help, they already have tightness in their muscles and weakness. So this will just make it worse. That's why it's really important prevention. I think prevention is the key. And the pelvic floor muscles are not just around your pelvis. They are part of the core muscles, which go all the way up to your diaphragm. They go all the way back to your glutes, piriformis, and thighs. With that being said, we need to work the whole body. We need to maintain, you know, a healthy, working, exercising environment. So one of the common, you know, exercises will be laying on the floor, you know, just doing hip tilt at least once a day. Also, once now that you're laying on the floor, bring your knee to your chest 90 degrees and release without squeezing your glutes. That's really important. Also, bringing, you know, while you bring your knees up, you can bring your knees outward, again, without squeezing your glutes, and squatting. You can squat from a standing position while maintaining your core, you know, tight and proper positioning, or you can even squat in your knees. You can just lay in your knees and bring your hips back and forth. I think those are really simple exercises that we can all do as prevention. Wow, this is great. Thank you. So, you know, from the doula point of view, there might be some people out there that want to train to be a doula. What does the training involve and how long does it normally take? So there are different organizations around, you know, the area or everywhere that they give you a weekend lecture. I did it with Kappa in Atlanta. You just get a class for a weekend. After you get that class, you need to serve four to five births as a student. You can do it alone, you know, if you, ha if you feel comfortable and you have enough knowledge. Or you can be guided by an already certified doula. Once you do those five births, you go take a test and certify. Wow. So that process could take how long? You know, it depends on your time. You know, I did it really fast because, you know, once I have a goal, I just want to get it done. And I did it with a newborn. 
Wow. And then I got pregnant again. Yeah. So my last birth as a student, I was 38 weeks pregnant, serving a mom in delivery. Wow. Which was really funny because all the nurses were like, are you going to be next? Are we going to deliver you today? I was like, nope, not my time. <laughs> wow. So after you finished doula training, you actually started becoming certified as a pregnancy chiropractor. Can you speak to exactly what that means? So also while studying, I did my extra training in pregnancy that is done by the International Pediatric Chiropractic Association. I took my extra classes. They have the most knowledgeable field doctors in the region or in the nation, I can say. And they teach us how to find and correct common problems that pregnant women experience. And I train with them. Pregnancy is my passion. And I experienced, you know, I was a student at school, a chiropractic school. So everybody wanted to treat a pregnant woman, right? Because that's like seeing how the body changes on the chiropractic care. It's just, it's just mind-blowing for a lot of people. There has been research done where by the, in Australia where, where they have found out that pregnant women under chiropractic care have the ability to fully contract and relax their pelvic floor muscles during labor and delivery. This meaning that, you know, when the baby's descending down the canal, they don't need, the baby doesn't need to fight all those tight muscles because you have been training for nine months on how you're going to contract and you're going to relax. When you're under chiropractic care, you know, all these muscles are supplied by nerves and we treat the nervous system. So if the nervous system is properly functioning, especially in parasympathetic, the sympathetic is going to be shut down. So your body is going to be flowing naturally. And, you know, that's why women on the chiropractic care have faster labor and with less unnecessary interventions. And I think that every woman wants that. Wow. So, you know, if a pregnant woman was looking for a chiropractic that is specialized in, you know, pregnancy and pregnancy muscle relaxation, you know, anywhere in that they are, how can they do this search to find somebody with this kind of specialization? So the International Pediatric Chiropractic Association train us and they have a database on their webpage. You can check on icpa4kids.com. There you can find your local chiropractor. If you're within the Macon area, my husband, Dr. Whelan, serves there in renovation chiropractic. He treated me during both of my pregnancy, and he did the, we did the training together. Now, you have to stay tuned because the Birth Center for Natural Deliveries Foundation it's going to be serving the Forsyth community soon with a chiropractor. And that's going to be me. Thank you. So, Coral, you know, this uh, pelvic floor dysfunction or disorder is such a big thing, you know, that I hear amongst women, especially women that have had their babies already. Can you speak to 
you know, some of the things that we can actually do to combat this pelvic floor dysfunction? Yes, so the most common exercise is called the Kegel exercises. With the Kegel exercises, you can do it, you know, just by contracting and releasing your pelvic floor, you know, the region around your anus and your vagina. Also, there are devices, weighted devices, where you can find, you know, in any store. Are they like balls or? There are balls that have a weight. Mm. So what you do, it usually comes in two. You first start training with only one. And it reminds your brain to contract because you don't want to drop the device. Then after you're trained with one, there's another one that has two, which is more weight. So you have to hold and relax, hold and relax for, you know, as long as you want. For pregnant women, they recommend on their last trimester to use it daily so you can start training you know, your area for when baby comes. Then if you train during your pregnancy, you're preventing the common pelvic floor dysfunctions after delivery. So does it work all the time, uh, even when the muscles are tight already? If the muscles are already tight, it's going to make it worse. Because if the muscle is not working properly and it's already tight, the Kegel exercise will not help relax that, that muscle. That's when we need to start working on whole body exercises. Like for example, you know, we can squat from our knees, which is just laying our knees on the floor and start going back and forth with our hips. That will help you work all the muscles. Another common exercise is called the butterfly pelvic tilt, where you keep your back on the floor and you tilt your hips back and forth. Also, the knee raise where you're laying on the floor and you're going to raise one knee 90 degrees and release. You do it both sides. And most important in all these exercises is to not squeeze your glutes. You need to focus and maintain the glutes relaxed. Why? Because the pelvic floor muscles is not a muscle by itself, right? It's part of the core muscles which go in the front part of the body, go all the way up to your diaphragm. In the back, it goes to your glutes, to your piriformis, and even to your tides. So just focusing on these little muscles will not correct the dysfunction that you might be having in your whole body. Another exercise is called the open glute bridge, which is as you raise your knees up. This is done both legs at the same time. You move your knees outward. Moving your knees outward, again, without squeezing your glutes. And just a regular glute bridge, which is just bringing your hips up and down, up and down. From the laying down position? From the the laying down position. What's really important about doing these exercises is that you want to bring blood flow to your muscles. So you want your muscles to be, you know, all the time receiving the proper blood flow. We prevent getting to a dysfunction. Once you have a dysfunction, it's going to take you longer time to correct it, right? But it's not impossible to correct it. But prevention is the key. 
So after a woman has gone through labor and delivery, you know, vaginal delivery, these are some of the exercises that they should be doing to prevent dysfunction of the pelvic floor. Is yes. That, is that correct? That's, That's correct. correct. Yes. And how effective are these exercises, you know, when done fairly correctly? If it's done correctly, you know, they, you will be successful. Yes. It's like, you know, you have nine months to train, right, to deliver your baby. We can use those nine months wisely. What can be better than train for labor? And if you have been nine months doing these exercises, as soon as you have your baby, it's going to be so common for you to do it daily that you will not have to worry about pelvic floor dysfunction. And how early can pelvic floor dysfunction start in life? Since you're born. <laughs> Since the baby's born. Yeah, everybody can do it, even males. Mm. This is not just a woman pregnancy, you know, postpartum topic. Mm. This can be done by everybody. Mm. And then the... Some of the exercises can be supervised by a chiropractor. Is that when a chiropractor steps in? That is correct. Chiropractors are also trained to be physical therapists. We're board certified as physical therapists. So we have the knowledge on the bones, but we also have the knowledge on the muscles. And for me, every, every woman that walks, that is going to walk, into the birth center for natural deliveries foundation chiropractic office i'm gonna prescribe them exercises for their pelvic floor because i don't want them to experience what i experience i don't want them to be waiting in the car for their husband with their newborn and pee themselves because they can't hold the pee that's not fair and if i have the knowledge i can share it with everybody wow okay so very generous Cora, can you speak to like some of the changes that happen, you know, as pregnancy progresses, especially in the third trimester, as the body starts getting ready to deliver a baby? What are some of the changes with respect to the muscles that happen? So in the third trimester, the body naturally starts releasing a hormone called relaxing. As we know, you know, relaxing comes to relax. So this hormone, what we'll do is to relax all the muscles around the birth canal and in preparation for labor, because you need to have your muscles relax so, you know, service can open up and baby can come down. Now, after delivery, the relaxing is still there. So you need now to train those muscles back to be, to strengthen them. So does the relaxing at times change the position of the baby? So if if baby can be in position and then when the relaxing kicks in, if these muscles relax too much, baby will have more space in the belly. So baby will start moving around because it's like you are all tight, you know, in position and then you have an open space. So baby, that's common to see 36 weeks baby's breech now, or baby's transverse, or baby has changed position. So if we train all this, like we said before, pelvic floor muscles come from the core and from your low back. If we're training during nine months, as soon as the relaxing kicks in, your muscles already know how to relax and strength. Mm. 
and even to C-section mothers. Because having a C-section doesn't mean that your body didn't bring the relaxing up. You still have those hormonal changes in your body. But for other reasons, you end up on a C-section. So after the C-section, it's important to take care of your pelvic floor muscles to avoid the dysfunction. So we have the two hormones, relaxing and oxytocin, relaxing to relax the muscles and natural oxytocin to contract the muscles. Is that correct? That is correct. How do they interplay at the time of labor and delivery? So the oxytocin, you know, it's like the natural pitocin. It will help the muscles to contract and then the relaxing will help them to relax because it's like if you're squeezing a, a balloon, you know, you need to contract and relax. And the more you contract and relax simultaneously, the more, you know, stress you will have, the bigger space you will have. So if you have both hormones working properly, you know, baby will come down faster and easily. Wow. Cora, I want you to reach out to our Spanish community and just maybe summarize the things that you said so that our Spanish community can also benefit from some of this. Como dije al principio del podcast, yo soy una doula quiropráctica y madre de dos que es bilingüe. Mi misión es estar disponible para toda la comunidad, especialmente para la latina, donde yo quiero compartir mis conocimientos en cómo evitar intervenciones innecesarias. Intervenciones innecesarias durante el parto, durante el embarazo y durante el posparto. En este podcast de hoy hemos estado hablando sobre la disfunción en tus músculos del área pélvica. Si tus músculos en el área pélvica no están funcionando correctamente, vas a tener problemas como necesidad de orinar bien rápido, vas a tener liqueo de orina y puedes tener hasta insuficiencia sexual. Uno de los, si tú estás experimentando síntomas o señales como por ejemplo dolor en la espalda baja, dolor en tus caderas o dolor en el área pública, yo te recomiendo que busques cuidado quiropráctico cerca de ti. Pronto, quédate pendiente porque la Fundación para eh, Parto Natural de Forsyth me abrirá las puertas para la comunidad latina, ya que yo voy a comenzar aquí como quiropráctica. Ya yo soy parte de ellos como su dula. Como su dula, es importante que tengas a alguien que hable tu idioma y que te explique todo lo que está sucediendo durante el proceso de parto y te ayuda a tener un parto que sea sin intervenciones innecesarias y sobre todo sin dolor. Y sí, cuando yo digo sin dolor, eso puede ser posible. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Again, thank you, Cora, so much for coming on our podcast today. I'm sure a lot of women will benefit from the information that you're sharing with us today. Thank you, Dr. Sogari. I'm more than grateful to be part of this amazing foundation. Thank you.